Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Say, I'm chosen. Appreciate you. To face Goliath. I'm going to start at verse 4. It says, Then Goliath, and I'm reading from the New Living's translation, so it reads a little differently than you may see on the screen, which is King James Version. But New Living translation says, Verse 4, Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of to face the forces of Israel. So Philistines and Israel always had plenty of battles. They're always a battling, always at war with each other. And let me first talk about why war is happening. Everybody should be conscious of the war that's now happening between Russia and Ukraine. Am I right? You should be conscious of why the war is happening as well which has all to do with uh, the dissolving of the Soviet Union, has all to do with Putin um, being upset that although he has the borders of Ukraine, he doesn't have the center of Ukraine, which was once under Russian rule. And prior to, Ukraine just got rid of a Russian-favored president. They ousted him because he was more interested in staying in good graces with Russia than he was establishing Ukraine as his own independent entity. And so this thing has been going on for a while. And uh, now Putin has put out all these slurs and different allegations against um, Ukraine. If you're not careful, if you're on the side of Russia, Russia believe it's necessary to fight Ukraine because of the lies they've been told. So to help them fight Ukraine, they've been told some lies, right? And Ukraine, which has a Jewish leader, to have you to know that as well, um, is saying, we just want to be our own independent country and do what we're called to do, and we are a democracy as well. So we just want to run our government, and we want not to be manipulated anymore by Russia. And because somebody has lost control and fear uh, that Ukraine is going to also establish or get acquainted with NATO, all right, which is uh, the defense governmental um, um, countries that have come together in a pact and agreement to work together with resources, information to protect one another. And it's like a peace treaty. Because of that, he don't want them to slip off and potentially uh, combine with other people to establish more world peace. Ah, so it's about territory and it's about control and fear. Same thing is happening in 1 Samuel. One of the reasons why the Philistines are upset with the Israelites is not also because of territory. I want you to understand that Saul is the king here, but Saul is a compromising king. He's actually befriending the enemies of God. So the Philistines actually like Saul to a certain extent, but Saul is compromising and he wishy-washy. So he compromised, and then sometime he jumped back on the lower side. And so now the Philistines are trying to say, hey man, we're we going to get this thing conquered. We're going to conquer you guys, and we don't want this wishy-washiness. But look who God has chosen to settle the record. Then Goliath, a Philistine from Gath, let me get out of here, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. Look at the enemy. Over nine feet tall, he wore a, bro a bronze helmet. He has a bronze coat of mail, weighed 125 pounds. So think about that. A bronze helmet, 
a bronze coat of mail, all right, his armor, and that alone weighs 125 pounds. He also wore a bronze leg armor, and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of his spear, the point of his spear, was a heavy, thick as a weaver's beam, tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. And this is just the tip of the spear. His armor bearer walked ahead of him carrying a shield. So this is the enemy that many of you are, I'm describing an enemy that you have to fight. If you're going to get through your destiny, there's no sense of underestimating your fight. You need to understand there are some forces, there are some evil spirits, and I want to talk about that for a few moments. There are evil spirits that hate your destiny. Too many of God's people are oblivious to spiritual warfare. Too many of God's people get saved and don't understand that there are real spiritual enemies, demons I'm talking about, that no one talks about demons, everybody want to talk about angels, but if you're going to talk about angels, you have to also talk about falling angels which are called demons. Too many of God's people are too weak uh, too weak back, have not been equipped, challenged to be ready in a fight. So they get saved and then the devil fights them on every front to grow, to have a blessed marriage, to have a blessed home, and he fights them on every front and they are, we have become ill-equipped Ill to fight the warfare. And it's unfair for you to be saved and unfit to fight. You got to be fit to fight. Part of my job is to fit you and help you, a part of other leaders as well, is to help you fight. The Bible even tells us that we are to fight the good fight of faith. So I don't let nobody make you think that faith is a cute thing. Faith is a grueling, dueling fight. Faith is a good fight of faith. Even faith is a fight. To hold on to faith is a fight. The Bible even descri describes that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But we miss it because we read the scripture so fast, we just think about wrestling out of the flesh and blood. But the first part of it is the honor we wrestle. Tell somebody we wrestle. It means there are things that come at us that we have to tangle with and tangle with and we wrestle. Could, could I just say it simply to you, what you've been fighting is a demon. What you've been fighting is a principality. What you've been fighting is an idea. Even ideas that are from the spirit world are attached to a warfare. You've been fighting an idea, but the idea is not godly. That's why the Bible says we pull down all strongholds, listen, that exalted itself, listen, exalted itself above God, and we bring it into the obedience of Christ. And so what these spirits does, do it says I'm going to override God in your life I'm, I'm going to exalt myself but we bring it down and we pull down the strongholds to the obedience of Christ it means 
we make things submit to the lordship of Jesus so I don't come to be cute while I got to get through this old Sunday school lesson that we were taught and we taught the children but the truth doesn't matter this is a warfare lesson this is a lesson on how to get victory from the enemies of your lineage how to get victory over your family the devil is a lie that everybody in your family every time they get 50 they gonna almost die by diabetes the devil is a lie that every time you get to 65 there's a generational curse that nobody lives over 67 the devil is a lie some way we got to stand up against the ideas that come against the will and the destiny of God and I want to say as plain as you can hear it today I want you to know we are in a fight and I don't want you to be weak eyed and weak backed about it I need you to be equipped and know we plan to fight and tell somebody and win because as long as the enemy make you think you're not in a fight you walk around like sedexical not understanding that you're in warfare he's stealing he robbing from you he taking your stuff and if you're not if you're not careful he'll use you to make you lose the war if you're not conscious of what's going on he'll have you walking around oblivious to the attack and you are feeding in to what he wants to do but today I come to wake somebody up to say I'm gonna face this Goliath and I'm going to win. Tell somebody I'm going to win. Thought I was teaching, but here we go. I want you to know there is an enemy and he is equipped. So it's wrong for you not to be equipped. Because he is equipped. All right? Now listen to how the enemy works in verse 8. Goliath stood and shouted and taunted across to the Israelites. He shouted a taunt across to the Israelites. Why are you coming out to fight? He called, I am a Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, then we will be your You will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. It's what the Philistine is saying. I defy the armies of Israel today. Y'all done gathered to fight me, but I defy you. It means y'all ain't nothing. I defy you. You weak and I'm going to win over you is what the enemy says. Send me a man who will fight me. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. Why? Why they were terrified? Because nobody in the camp was really ready to fight Goliath. Everybody in the camp sitting there shaking Goliath came out put out an ultimatum and said send me one of your best men I'm a champion send me somebody I want to know who in here is a champion I want to know what have you won what have you conquered in your life the, the line is being drawn in the sand and it's time for you to win a battle I want to know have you won anything because whatever you won you are champion of the enemy is taunting the church and the body of Christ because nobody will step forward and say what you want but if you a good daddy say I won being a father if you a good mother say I won being a mother come on whatever you've gained victory in you better shout and let the devil know I got victory here even if you don't have victory everywhere in your life you better you better hold on and claim where you got victory in 
I ain't said all of you may be strong, but the parts of you that are strong, you better declare something. The problem is we're having in the church, nobody would declare their strength. Everybody's trying to be shallow. Everybody afraid to be deep. Everybody afraid to know scriptures. But I'm out of that season. I want to know some scriptures because I'm going to sling my 15 of them jokers. Excuse me, y'all. 15 of those jokers at the devil when he come my way. I'm going to let them know no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm going to let him know that God is with me and he is my shepherd. I'm going to tell him I enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. I'm going to tell him in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was with is God and the same was in the beginning. Hey, I'm going to let him know the scripture. You better start letting the devil taunt you out of knowing the word of God. You better know something in this season. You hear what I'm saying? And we need some champions. It's time for you to win some fights. And whatever you have won in your life, you got to declare I won some stuff. I tell everybody I don't hide from nothing because the devil defeats those who hide from stuff. But I tell everybody, if you don't know me by now, I defeated lust. Lust came after my granddaddy. He came after my uncle. He came after my daddy. And he came after me too. But in the middle of the night, I took a fast. Not one time, two times, three times. Not just three times, five times. Come know that devil will come back to see if you're still attempted in that thing. But I tell you, he ain't gonna get me. He may have got my daddy. My daddy had to overcome. He's doing great. He may have got my granddaddy. But I told him there's somebody in the generational line who's gonna be a champion. And I'm not gonna sit back and be defeated by what the devil has done to my forefather. Tell somebody, I'm a champion. I feel the anointing. Help somebody win. Hey, I've been there. Shatala Mokosha. Yabakia Bashota. Yanamakia Shanamosha. Echo Shaniamasha. Excuse me, y'all. I will let the devil know I got the demon of lust in the headlock. Excuse me. Excuse me for my language there. I will let them know I got that demon in the headlock. Every once in a while he try to creep up. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. I'll squeeze him. How you hush it up? You ain't gonna you ain't gonna bother my destiny. Some of y'all are too cute and you can't get real victory because you don't know how to put up your dukes and roll up your sleeves and, and tell the devil you ain't gonna take my family that easy. I'm not gonna get caught up in depression while you're knocking my children out. I'm not gonna get caught up in my anxiety while you're knocking my son out. You better come with all you got because I got the Lord on my side. Hey, tell some I'm going to face this Goliath. I'm going to face this Goliath. Oh, you got to declare who you are in this season. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. Hey, I'm a champion. Tell somebody I'm a champion. Let me read. Let me read. Listen to this. Now, David was the son of a man named Jesse. Now, we're in the midst of talking about Goliath. Tell me, bring me somebody who's going to fight me. Bring me somebody who's going to face me. Now, David was the son of a man named Jesse, an Ephrathite from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. Jesse was an old man at that time, and he had eight sons. Jesse's three oldest sons, Elab, Abinadab, and Shemaiah, had already joined Saul's army to fight against the Philistines. David was the youngest son. David's three older children, oldest brothers, stayed with Saul's army, and David went back and forth so he could help his father with the sheep in Bethlehem. So we give an account of David's brothers. 
His brothers went out, three oldest went out to fight in the war. There's eight of them. And David is one of them who went to keep the sheep with his father. Look at verse 16. For 40 days, every morning and evening, the Philistines' champion strutted in front of the Israel army. See, what you won't face will torment you. What you won't face, I'm telling you, you can get down in there and you can be like, I'm just tired of this devil. I'm so tired. Devil, just leave me alone. All I want to do is raise my kids. All I want to do is have a house with a white picket fist. And that devil keep tormenting you. He say, I'm going to keep you on that side. You ain't going to never have all the rest of your destiny. I'm going to always keep you small and you ain't going to ever get over here. I'm going to keep you over there. And at 40 days, he walked by, tormenting and taunting them. You ain't got nobody over there who's a champion. You ain't got nobody over there willing to face no Goliath. 40 days. What is going on in the church that the devil is trying us and tempt us for 40 days? 40 days represents a trial. God is trying to bring the church out of a trial. We've been tested by the devil. The devil is telling the church we ain't got no power. The devil is telling the church we're going to shout and dance and go back at home and live in sin. We're going to say these scriptures and live defeated lives. And he keep coming by the church saying, y'all ain't got nothing. Y'all shout a little bit. Y'all dance a little bit. But y'all ain't going to have no real victory. I'm going to let you declare three things and go back home depressed. I'm going to let you do this and your relationships at home ain't going to never be right. Your marriage ain't going to never be right. But I want to know who's getting sick and tired of a devil that keeps taunting your victory. I need some people who who got a little something in them. I got a little people who got some righteous ghetto in them. I need some people who say, I ain't putting up with it. You've been taunting me for 40 days. And I'm telling you, I'm at, I'm at a place now. I'm not letting the devil get to 40 days. On the first day I see you come by my house, taunting me about what I'm not going to be. I'm going to remind you of what Jesus did on the cross. I want to know, do I got some champions in here? 40 days morning and evening what does it say that the enemy is on cycle rotation tormenting you cycle rotation morning and evening and in between the breaks you think it's over see how that, that's how the devil makes with your hope cause in the breaks you're like thank you Jesus time you saying thank you Jesus he say I'm back and every time they go away, thank you, Jesus. And it messes with your hope. And you think this thing ain't never going to end because the, the, the enemy is tormenting what you won't face. Verse 17, one day Jesse said to David, take this basket, roast it of grain and these 10 loaves of bread, carry them quickly to your brothers and give these 10 cups of cheese to their captain. See, your brothers are, see how your brothers are getting along. Bring back a report on how they're doing. David brothers were with Saul and the Israelite army at the Valley of Allah fighting against the Philistines So David left the sheep with another shepherd. That's a whole nother teaching, but it's good by itself. I'll teach it later David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early the next morning with gifts as Jesse had directed him his dad He arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving for the battlefield With shouts and battle cries soon the Israelite and the Philistine forces stood 
facing each other, army against army. David left his things with the keepers of the supplies, hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. And as he was talking with them, as he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him shout his unusual taunt to the army of Israel. So now David is on the scene. He's been taunting them. Now David is going there just to bring some lunch and some food to his brothers. When he gets to the battlefield, at the time they're getting ready to go out and fight the Philistines, they put forth a battle shout. And Tommy see it, David's sitting there like, so this is what y'all been dealing with. I'm at daddy's house feeding sheep. I got this image in my mind. My brother's out there putting something on them Philistines. Mm. I'm out there thinking in the sheep like, boy, I just want, ooh, I bet my brother's getting them. I get out here and all y'all feeble knees. What's going on out here? He telling us, he talking about what our God can't do. Listen to this. As soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in a fright. Time they saw Goliath, they start running away in a fright. This is what David see while he going to take lunch. As you, have you seen the giant the men asked? Everybody run. Have you seen the man? I seen him. I seen him. Everybody run around. Have you seen it? I seen him. I woo. Y'all seen him. Did you see his weaver's beam? Did you see his spear? Did you see his shield? Oh, all I saw was something shiny at the corner of my eye. Oh, that was his bronze. That was his bronze. Have you seen the giant? The man asked. He comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give that man one of his daughters for a wife. That's a whole nother story. And the man's entire family will be exempt from paying taxes. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Tell somebody there's benefits to winning. Amen. Glory to God. We'll talk about that girl another day, but that, that taxes was good. That girl a whole nother story. Read later in the chapter about that girl he got. That was a whole nother story. David asked the soldiers standing by, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and, and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway? That he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God. Who is he? In other words, why do we put up with the devil's junk? He asked the, the people, what's wrong with y'all? That y'all allow him to torment you every day, day and night on a cycle. Who, who is he? That y'all allow him to run all run shot all over your house and do what he want to do and ransack your life and come up in your house when you want to come up in your house. See, I always tell y'all about dreams. I don't believe in having no, no dreams, nothing infiltrate my sleep. If you want to see me get really warfare in the middle of the night, if the devil in my dream and I have a dream that's not of God, God can give me a dream that's warning me of something. It may not be a good dream, but if it's the Lord, I'm good. But if the enemy come in my dream, I'm the worst thing to deal with in the middle of the night. I'm waking up talking about the blood of Jesus. Who are you to bother my sleep? I need my sleep to function. I got to answer problems tomorrow. If I'm restless and I can't think, then I can't focus on answering problems and being myself. Who is this tempting, taunting me that I'm not going to be able to do what I need to do tomorrow? Get out of my sleep. I don't play none of that. And if it's a real bad dream, I get my oil. I go through my whole house. Pastor Robin, Charity, and Josh, and Mother Davis don't have no idea how many times I done got up in the middle of the night with my oil. I know that if it don't, the blood of Jesus ain't no devil living up in here. Ha-shatada-ba-kosha. Kasha-kum. We're right back to sleep. 
Y'all think I'm playing. I don't play with that kind of stuff. You are not coming in my sleep. I ain't dealing with no cycles that I can't sleep and you keep bothering me with nightmares. I know, when I lay down, I'm going to sleep in peace. I believe somebody going to get some rest for now. The enemy been bothering you with your sleep, but tell somebody I'm going to sleep tonight. Let me get through this. I'm going to sleep tonight. Listen to this. Listen to this. All right. Reverse that more. 26. David asked the soldier standing nearby, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance against Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine in a way that he's allowed to defy the armies of God, the living God? And these men gave David the same reply. They said, yes, that is the reward for killing him. Listen to this. But when David's older brother, Elab, heard David talking to the men, he was angry. This is, this is, this is, this is a problem. What are you doing here around here anyway? He demanded. What about those few sheep? You're supposed to be taken care of. I know your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. Let me tell you something. Sometimes you have to overcome false accusations and the spirit of intimidation. It's sad, but Elab, his brother, he was part of the scary cats. And the scary cat sees somebody coming up and now they're intimidated by David's strength. So sometimes people will mess with you on your confidence because they're so scared in themselves. Elab, he part of everybody else. Now, David, been, now, now Goliath had been coming for 40 days. If Elab was so bad, David would have never had an opportunity to see what Goliath was doing. By the time Goliath comes to the scene, now all Elab want to talk about, you just want to come and show off because that's all you are is a show off. No, I ain't no show off, but God gives me victory. No, I ain't no show off, but God works through me. I ain't no show off. I got confidence in God. And some of y'all are getting back down from your confidence because somebody has told you all you want to do is steal the show. All you want to do is that I ain't come to steal no show, but if a devil going to be there, I sure going to show out for God. I ain't coming. I ain't no show off, but I got confidence in my God. And the spirit of accusation and intimidation comes against David, even in his own family. Sometimes, not in every family, but certain families who really don't know the prophecy of God, you will have a hard time battling when God has chosen you in a family that don't know God. These people, they don't really know God. They don't really know the measure of God. And they don't even want to recognize that there's something special on David's life. His brothers are sitting here saying, his own brother, we know you, you got pride and deceit and you just want to come out here and see what we're doing. Well, I can imagine David said, well, I came out here to see what y'all doing. And I saw what y'all was doing. You was one of the fastest ones running from Goliath. But no, see, sometimes people, because they lack confidence, will start accusing you and intimidating you because they lack confidence. Come on, 29. What have I done now? David said, why? what have I done now? Why, what are y'all, why are y'all always bothering me? David replied, I was only asking a question. He walked over to some others and asked them the same thing and received the same answer. Then David's question was reported to King Saul, and the king sent for him. And this is it. Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. Don't worry. Y'all been up worrying. You can't sleep. Don't worry. I'll go fight him. See, we need somebody to go fight on behalf of other people. Because the truth of the matter, I want you to know somebody's scared. 
But sometimes we need champions who don't just fight for themselves, but fight for other people. We need advocates. We need people like that get in the middle of stuff and say, I, you don't right now don't understand what the devil trying to do, but I'm going to fast for you. I'm going to intercede for you. I'm going to get in the middle of your problems. We need other people to jump in people's fight. I don't know about you. I grew up in a neighborhood. You got to pray for me. But I've seen things where the bully was beating up on somebody he knew he could beat. But one day, somebody came around the corner because they heard you've been beating up on this little man every day. But what I want you to do, don't fight him. Fight me. And some of y'all got to step up in somebody else's fight. They too weak right now. They too discouraged right now. But you got to learn to step up in their fight and say, I will fight for you. Ah, somebody need to say, devil fight me. <laughs> see, I'm scared to say it. But, but see, some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. See, I don't grew up in that thing. Where the bully around there dragging somebody through the dirt. Knowing he can beat them. And all of a sudden, somebody else comes running. What's going on? Man, you've been bothering that man. Look how big you are. Fight me. Man, move out of the way. This ain't got nothing to do with you. No, it got something to do with me now. It got something to do with me now. And the whole crowd, y'all got to pray for me. I've been someplace. Whole crowd, yeah, yeah. <laughs> y'all pray for the pastor. The whole crowd, yeah, do something now. Man, go on, man, go on, man. This ain't about you. No, come on, man. That's, you know, people flipping and doing cartwheel and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's what you need. Sometimes the devil ain't nothing but a little bully. And I'm telling you about the devil. He don't care nothing about your children. He don't care nothing about your weakness. He will take advantage of weak people. But we need strong people to bear the infirmities of those who are weak. And we need people to become intercessors and jump in the middle of people's fight and say, Brother Chris ain't fighting by himself. Prophetess Wilkes ain't fighting by herself. Sister Catherine ain't fighting by herself. Sister Wendy ain't fighting by herself. You ain't gonna just beat up on her. You're gonna have to fight me too. And we got to learn to jump in people's fight. I'm tired of seeing people lose. I said I'm tired of seeing people lose. We got to learn how to stop talking about our brothers and talking about our sisters and learn to jump in people's fight. Let me get through here. Let me get through here. He said, don't be ridiculous. Verse 33. Sorry, replied. Don't be ridiculous. You can't fight him. Sorry, reply. There's no way you can fight this Philistines and possibly win. You're only a boy. He's been a man of war since his youth. Here's David. But David persisted. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and the goats. Sheep and goat look alike. Sheep and goat look alike, but they, they different. They come out of the same gene pool, but they different. You know, he says, I, take, I, I know how to deal with sheep and goats. It's a little difference now. Sheep and goats. Sheep want to be led. Goats like to be independent. He said, but I'm skilled in both of those. Number one, let me read my resume to you. I've been taking care of my father's sheep. Let me give you a testimony. When a lion and bear came to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it. Y'all see that? I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from his mouth. Let me slow down. When the thing comes and attack the lamb, 
and I look up and I see it running away with the lamb in its mouth. I don't say, oh, he got another one. Oh, I go after it. Too many of us have watched people get drifted away by the enemy. The enemy done carted them off and we just said, oh, another, another casualty. But we got to stop taking all these casualties in the church. David says, no, when he takes off, after, takes off with it, I go after that thing. Oh, that's somebody. I can imagine, the, I can just imagine the lion or the bear just running away thinking he got something to eat. And look behind, here's David chasing after it with a club in his hand. Then he said, and I rescued the lamb from its mouth. He's trying to say, no, I want you to also know, not only do I face danger, I run to danger. Not only do I face the teeth of the animal, I grab the lamb out of his mouth. I don't wait for him to drop it because he may never let that thing go. He may not never let that person go, but I'll grab the lamb right, I feel the Holy Ghost, right out of his mouth. I go in there in the danger. I go in there with sharp teeth. I may even get cut up a little bit, but I'm coming out with a lamb. Oh, y'all hear me today. And if the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and I club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears. Well, yeah, let me give you a resume. You think I can't fight this Philistine? The reason I got confidence right now, tell somebody, you're looking at my confidence now, but you don't know what I've already been through. You don't know what I had to deal with when I was 5 and 10 and 15 years old. You don't know what I made it through when I was 25 and the devil thought I was never going to make it through it. You don't know I already got some trophies in my living room. I already got some certificates of completion hanging on my wall. And David comes with a resume and tells him I can fight this lightning and bear and I'll do this again to the Philistine too for he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued, listen to this, the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. David says, look, I went to face it, but God was with me and the Lord rescued me from this, rescued me from this Philistine. I got to get going. Saul finally consented. All right. All right. Because see, he was persistent. He said, I got a resume. In other words, give me the job. I ain't going to back down from it. Give me the job. I can do these things. We need some folks who feel confidence about their skill set in God. Come on, I keep teaching you, kind of teach everybody. Start walking around here like God ain't gave you nothing. Like you're not somebody. Start letting the devil walk you off your job. Some of y'all get good jobs you don't pray for, and the time you get a job, you meet a demon on day two. A demon living in somebody on your job. And they come to work every day fully demon possessed while you come in there. And next thing you know, you now filling out new applications because a demon was already hired before you were. But when you're going to tell that demon, demon, I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to work with skill and precision. You ain't going to be setting me up in no emails. I feel a little warfare. You ain't going to be setting me up in no meetings. If you're going to try to set up, you're going to spill your own trap because I'm skillful in what I'm doing. And I'm not just emotional. I'm skillful. Some of y'all get in warfare. You'll be all emotional. You got to save your emotion for the victory. Don't be emotional. Be skillful. 
So finally he considered, he was persistent. All right, go ahead. And he said, may the Lord, listen to Saul, may the Lord be with you. Because I'm not. <laughs> and if anything go down, I'm going to tell him he persisted, y'all. He persisted. I tried to tell him he could do it, but he persisted. May the Lord be with you. I'm going to be somewhere in the house looking out the window, praying for you. Stay with me. Then Saul gave David his own armor. The least I can do, give you my armor. A bronze helmet, a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped the sword to it, and took a step over to see what it was like. Hmm. Put it on, took a step. Hmm. 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 Took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn such things before. Hmm. Ain't no sense of getting this far trying to be like nobody else. Ain't no sense of getting this far trying to make myself act like somebody else ain't no sense of being this far and trying to act like some other preacher all the victory i've gotten is being the preacher that i am ain't no sense of watching somebody on tv and because they on three channels at three different times ain't no sense of me trying to be like them david says i can't go with these this don't work he protested to saul i'm not used to them in another version it says i have not proven them he said, I have not been to war with these and gotten victory. In other words, I don't trust what you have used to, to get victory. But I trust what God's been giving me to get victory. He takes off the armor that Saul gives him and he says, I'm going to believe the same God that's been carrying me all these years is going to give me the same type victory now. So David took them off again. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream, put them in a shepherd's bag. Somebody say the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. I know the soul's looking like, what you talking about? David's like, um, I like that rock. Oh yeah, I like that rock. Two, three, four, I need one more. Five. His grace is sufficient. Five and five, the number of grace. Five smooth stones. Uh, God's going to give me a smooth victory. That's all I need. I don't need six. I don't need seven. His grace is going with me in this battle. I'm going in this thing with the grace of God. I'm about to fight this devil with something called grace. <laughs> I'm not worried about what, who I am and who I am not. Sometimes we don't recognize grace takes care of what you are not yet. God, I hadn't done this. God, I hadn't done this. God said, my grace is with you. God, if I can do it, God said, you ain't got to do another thing to win this battle. My grace is sufficient for you. David picked five, food, five smooth stones by a stream and he put them in something called a shepherd's bag. That's a whole nother message too. He put them in a shepherd's bag. Five smooth stones. Then the army, the army, uh, then armed only with a shepherd's staff, a stick, and a sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Ain't this something? <laughs> to fight this Philistine. I'm coming. Uh, to fight this Philistine. This is good here. Goliath walked toward David with his shield bearer, shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. So Goliath got all this gear and a shield bearer, who's the armor bearer. He got all this stuff. 
David got a slingshot, a bag, and five rocks. <laughs> and five rocks. Goliath walked toward David with his shield bearing ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. This is what he says, am I a dog? He roared at David that you come at me with a stick. And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here and I'll give, you, give your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. David replied to the Philistine, uh-oh guys, it's getting heated here. They replied to the Philistines, you come with me with a sword and spear and a javelin. <laughs> but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heavens and army, the Lord of heavens army, the God of armies, the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. So you coming at me with all this artillery and all this weaponry, and I'm coming at you in the name of the Lord. It's, 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 it's like the dirty dozen. It's like saying your mama, your grandmama, your grandmama, your greedy grandpappy. Oh, we're going down here. We're going to fight. <laughs> well, that's the dirty dozen. What's up here? Uh-huh. Fight words, you know. Today the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals. I don't know why y'all told these people this is a children's story. And, um, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. So when I finish with you, they're going to know God still reigns on the throne. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with the sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. And the Goliath moved closer to the attack. David quickly ran out to meet him and reaching into his shepherd's bag, taking out a stone, he hurled it with a sling so he, the slingshot wasn't like the wires that we use. I grew up with the slingshot that's like a wire, like a wishbone. That wasn't the kind of sling. This thing is like a stick. And on the end of it, you got like a rope and you put it inside a little pouch and you swing that thing. So David began to swing this slingshot with one rock in it. And as Goliath is moving forward, he hurled it with the sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and fell on, fell face down on the ground. What does that mean? That means every knee gonna bow and every tongue gonna confess. See, you can't, you can't feel, you can't feel defeated with three scriptures. If all you know, you got saved on the last week's revival and you don't only know one scripture, use that one scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his own. Use that one scripture. You ain't got to even use your five stones. David used one stone in a shepherd's bag. But it's all about what you believe. If you believe that one scripture, that one scripture carry you through. And he fell face down to the ground. I'm done here. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling, a sling and a stone. For he had no sword. Listen to this. Then David ran over, pulled Goliath's sword from his sheath. And David used it to kill him and cut off his head. Now that's a bad boy. That's a bad boy. Didn't have a sword. Took the enemy's sword and cut his head off. 
I'm trying to make you get the greatest bonus in your life. David says, I ain't got no sword, but I'm going to kill you with your own one. I'm going to make sure you're dead. I know I knocked you out with this stone, but now I'm going to take your sword and now I'm going to cut off your head and get the victory. Because one of the ways that you understand you get the victory is when you bring back the enemy's head. To let everybody know, because you know, if you don't bring back the head, they think maybe the enemy got away. He ran away in the bushes into the hills somewhere. No, he didn't. Goliath didn't get away. Here's his head. I want you to understand. It's time for you to understand. You are chosen to face Goliath. David was chosen. Everybody else was scared. What I'm trying to do today is make sure you're ready for warfare. I want to run the fear out of your life. I want to run. We've seen so many people get carried off by the enemy, and we've allowed it to happen. But I want to draw a line in the sand. When you stand on your feet, I want to pray right now. When you draw, stand on your feet, I want to pray. I'm done. Thank you for your patience. I wanted to arm you with this word that you are chosen to faith Goliath. Online, I want you to understand this word that you are chosen to faith Goliath. I refuse to allow the enemy to keep beating up on the saints. Again, I'm reminded of the scripture, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. It's time for us to take a stand for our families and our children. Will you lift your hands? I want to pray. Even as there are warfare in the earth, warfare in the earth, we got two countries fighting right now, Russia, Ukraine. There's warfare in the spirit. But I'm declaring that we're not going to allow the enemy to keep taking our families and our children. You're going to have to use all the wisdom you got and you got to use patience as well at certain moments. But the biggest thing you got to do is you got to have some bonus, some confidence. You got to have some bonus in your confidence. I'm really, don't, I'm not in the mood for losing. I have, I'm not in the mood for giving up. I'm not in the mood for playing around with the enemy. I'm just not in the mood. I'm not in the mood for allowing him to destroy families, destroy destinies, destroy lives. I'm not in the mood. I've seen him carry people off, mutilate their destinies, take advantage of their people. And sometimes when they, we finally see them, we can't even recognize them. The enemy done messed them up so much, we don't even, they can't even recognize them. They're so far from who they really are and what they're supposed to be. And I want to know, I want you to know we're waging war. Will you lift your hands? And I got to prepare you to be fighters. People who are full of wisdom and grace, who know how to fight who know how to compose their spirit and fight who know how to fight thank you Holy Spirit keep your hands lifted lately I also been praying for the abundance of angels to help us in life I've been praying that a whole lot lately because angels are part of God's army and God will give us supernatural help besides his word besides his spirit he will also give us angelic beings angels so I've been praying for that lately that God will give us angels angels to encamp around us to give us charge and no doubt I know I'm preaching into many of your lives where you've been in great battles and great fights fights in your marriage fights in your home some fights in your body in your health fights in your mind in your perspective of life I know you've been in battles but I'm telling you God is with you I'm telling you, it's time for you to put up your dukes spiritually. 
I'm telling you it's time for you to put your feet the Bible says your foot shod with the preparation of the gospel it's time for you to stand in the word and stand on the word and not be easily moved by the enemy I know this is a season that God is preparing us to win and to war and I got to make sure that you understand the assignment and I got to make sure that you are spiritually aware that we are in warfare that you even as it is in the natural is definitely increased in the spiritual for the saints of God so father we love you today we praise you for your word we praise you for your presence we hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from truth gatherers dream center church pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them you can find more information by following them on social media just look up truth gatherers dream center church And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him.